0: Before we jump in, I had to let you know that the doors are now open for a select few women for the Stressed to Joy Transformation Program. If you've been listening for a while, you know I have been working hard at making this program live up to its name, and the results have confirmed it. Just listen to what one participant had to say. Working alongside Erica in this program has been life-changing for me. It has shifted my perspective, and I see the world in front of me with an entirely different lens. It was clear that Erica truly desired for me to know and understand on a deep level who God created me to be with distinctive gifts, passions, burdens, and longings. She reminded me that God has a purpose designed for me that can impact the world in a way that is completely unique to me. If you are a career mama looking to quit the never-ending cycle of juggling it all and feeling depleted at the end of the day— or if you are a woman who knows that there's something more out there than the mundane life you've been living and are ready to take a leap of faith to find it, this program will help you transform your life. If you are interested in being a part of this life-propelling program, email me at erica at faithandgather.com. That's erica, E-R-I-C-A at faithandgather.com. And I will personally send you all the details. There are only a few spots open, so don't wait to send the email or you will miss out on a transformation of a lifetime. I can't wait to see what God has in store for you.
1: It was like an out-of-body experience. Like, I can't even describe it, but that the Holy Spirit totally was speaking through me, using my voice. And I'd never had that experience before. And I remember afterwards I got off the stage and I told Rob, I'm like, oh my gosh, like that was amazing. I I don't even know what happened. It wasn't even me speaking. It was like the Holy Spirit. He goes, "Yep, yeah, that happens every week with me. And I'm just like, what?
0: Welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast by Faith and Gather. I'm your host, Erica Dvorak. Join me and the Faith & Gather community as we become faith-inspired to tackle the messy and embrace the beautiful areas of life. We're gonna meet you right where you're at, right when you need it, by helping you live a less stressed, more joy-filled life lived by bold faith and walking in obedience. You have a God-sized calling, but you don't have to choose between your sanity or juggling at all. We'll keep you one step ahead, armed with knowledge to fight your everyday battles and live a life faith-inspired. Because faith is not just a belief, it's a lifestyle. Come on, let's get it. Fear is an emotion your mind creates when it believes that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain, or is a threat. But fear is often a liar, and it keeps us from doing the very things God has designed for us. Pastor Becca Ketterling battled debilitating fear and anxiety for years. So when God called her to create and lead a woman's ministry, she was left crying and begging him to pick somebody else. But God got it right. And fear got it wrong. So with a little bit of courage she had, Pastor Becca did it afraid and took one small step at a time. Fast forward almost 20 years and her little act of faith has become a woman's ministry that impacts thousands of women every year. If you are stuck in fear and unable to take the next step, or God is calling you to be obedient, or if you need a reminder that it's okay to continue to be afraid as you keep making steps forward, my conversation with Pastor Becca will leave you feeling like you are not alone and that God can and will do things for you and through you as you take each step, doing it afraid. Let's get started on that first or next step. Pastor Becca, thank you so much for being a guest on the Faith Inspired Podcast. It's so exciting to have you here today. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, you have been a pastor of mine for a little over, I think, eight years. Wow. I attended, I think, for a year by myself, and then I made my husband, we started dating, come to River Valley because we had tried two different churches for a while, and River Valley won him over, and I was like, yeah, no, we're getting married we got to go to River Valley. Awesome. We have been attending for about eight years and just the things that you have been doing specifically have had a tremendous impact on my life, either through like your messages, your sermons, or the programs that you have um, that you've created, like Sisterhood um, and even Sparkle, the big conference that you hold. It's a month away. (laughs) Yes, that's crazy. I'm so excited. All that you've done in River Valley Church has really had just a really good, tremendous impact on my life. So I want to take this time to, one, give the glory to God for um, working in and through you. And then also just want to say thanks for all that you do for myself and the women that are impacted by your obedience to where the Lord has called you.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely obedience because <laughs> it's not anything I ever thought that I would do or could do, and <laughs> so it's really a testimony to God's faithfulness for and equipping, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we give Him all the glory for sure. Yeah. Amen.
0: Amen. So I would like to jump in and just get started by kind of having you give a background of. Who you are professionally and personally, you know,
1: in the background, and then also like now where you are currently. I was raised in a Lutheran home, and I just always loved Jesus. Like since I was seven years old, I guess I asked Jesus into my heart, and so I've just always followed him, which I'm so grateful for. And then when I um, was in high school, we joined a more charismatic church. That was interesting, but it was a great experience as well. And then I met Rob right after I graduated from high school. We got married a couple years later, and I never thought I'd be in ministry. Never. I've always been very business-oriented. I was an accountant for many years, and so that kind of threw me for a loop when I fell in love with Rob, and he's like, we're going to be in ministry. So that was my first big faith step, I guess, was stepping into ministry with no clue what I was doing. But I always told Rob, don't ever, ever, ever put me up on the stage because I won't go. (laughs) Um, And, you know, of course, don't ever tell the Lord never. Yeah. So in 2005 is when I really felt my specific call into ministry as well. I was working in the marketplace and we went to a conference over in Australia and God just totally called me into ministry and I was just (laughs) crying my eyes out and saying, no, Lord, no, not me. And so that was kind of my journey started my ministry to the women was in 2005 and I just stepped out. And so my big motto has always been do it afraid, because I literally, I'm a very introverted person. And the Lord always calls opposites, you know. (laughs) And So um, Rob is probably the most extroverted person you'll ever meet. And so that's been a journey as well of growing in that. And so I guess I've always just been doing it afraid. And uh, then I kind of Started dealing with some anxiety, and um, I really didn't know where it was coming from. But I was able to just manage it for many years. It probably was about ten years where it would it would come and go. And then in 2013, my sister passed away, and um, I just really hit a wall after that. And I went into a depression and then just really, really dark time. And so in doing ministry, and we also have two boys that we we were raising, and it just kind of all came at me. And so my journey has always been one of just leaning on the Lord and His faithfulness in my life. But through the storms and trials, um, I've just learned that there's no one like Jesus and he'll bring you through anything. And so, uh, yeah, now we are, our boys are married and we're expecting our first grandchild. Yay. And um, it's just so exciting. I'm so thankful for the life that I get to live. And it's such an honor to lead people. I take it as such a, a privilege to be able to lead the women of our church. And just, um, we love to mentor younger pastors and So that's kind of a really quick uh, snapshot, but um, I just feel so blessed. And it's just been an honor to be in ministry for, well, we started River Valley 27 years ago now, which just, I can't even wrap my head around that. God's just been so faithful. I think that would be my theme is that God's faithfulness, you know, He'll bring you through anything that you're going through.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I get to see the fruit of everything that you guys have done. You know, I haven't as a I'm not technically a member, but I will call myself a member. As a member of of River Valley Church, we see the fruit of what you guys are doing, but we don't always see the background of the things or the things that have taken you to get there. But you both of you, um Pastor Rob and yourself, have been so vulnerable and sharing a lot of your story. So thank you for that. And so we have seen glimpses of it, but there's, and just as I know, like in this business, there's a lot of things in the day to day that people just don't see. Mm -hmm. um, And a lot of doing it afraid or a lot of going past the barriers (laughs) of overcoming obstacles. And so I may not see that side of it, but I have seen just the fruit Of you guys continuing to just forge ahead, Mm -hmm. whether you have been doing it afraid, whether there has been huge obstacles in your way that seem like they would be unachievable. Like it's just there's always both of you have just such a big vision for life and know that our God is so, so good and that he Is gonna do miraculous things, and it's just really cool to be on that side, seeing things, but also understanding there's there's a whole different story on the back end of it, right?
1: Yeah, we've been working on. um, We want to get like this big photo wall at the church of kind of where we started, and and, you know the things Uh. that we've gone through because it is hard when people come in now, you know, and they see you know the thriving church, they're like, oh, it must have always been like this. Yeah, like no, (laughs) no, you know. We started with everything on our credit cards and, you know, with all sorts of ups and downs and, you know, people leaving and betrayals and just money problems. And it's just, but again, God sees you through every single one. And so, yeah, yeah, it's pretty amazing. So someday we may get that history wall done <laughs> at the church. I would love that. I would love that because testimonies
0: speak so loudly. And I think that's one of the things I was talking with somebody the other day she mentioned how when I share my testimony, it helps her feel seen or it helps her feel Mm -hmm. like she's not in it alone. And I actually thought of you and Pastor Rob this morning when you, you had shared before that you had like hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt on credit cards to build the church. And Mm -hmm. I was thinking of that, like, we don't have that right now in our family and I hope we don't get that way. But I was thinking (laughs) about like, you know, the sacrifices that we are making for this business and for other areas of our lives. And and how like God has shown up so much for you and you've trusted him. And so mm-hmm. your testimony has really helped me. I have faith that he's gonna do something like that. So yeah, I would love to see a wall like that. And I think <laughs> yep. we should all have walls like that. I did I had a guest, um, Brittany Horn on before that talked about her boom board and that's like where the Lord, like when the Lord has shown up for you and to have oh, wow. that as a reminder. So when you're having tough days, like Hey, God did that for me. Hey, like I was actually able to do this because God helped me with it. It's so awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah, just a cool reminder. Yeah, I love that because I think so many times we pray for things and then God answers our prayers, but then we forget to thank Him for it. You know, we just go on to the next thing. And when we were moving last year, I found um, when we were moving this little, um, I had a little prayer. I don't know, like a little jar. And then I would put my prayers in there and I had the dates on them. And I had so much fun just opening that up and going through all my prayer requests and being like, oh my goodness. And he answered that one and that one and that one. And I think, you know, we just need to be reminded. Like, I love that boom wall or, you know, wherever it is, you can keep a journal or something and just write down all of the, the answers to your prayers. Because I think so many times we just, you know, rush past when he gives us a, an answer. And, you know, it's not always what we want, but he does answer it in a way that's best for us. And so I just think it's so important to remember that song, Do It Again. You know, he's done it before, he'll do it again. And so he's just, again, so faithful.
0: Yeah, just a faithful God, faithful Mm -hmm. God. And so some of those things, you know, you had brought up before when you were talking about your background a little bit and struggling Mm -hmm. with anxiety and Mm -hmm. that you were an accountant. So I am married to a gentleman who is a numbers guy as well, but he is kind of on the little more outgoing side. But if I bring him to a networking event, he's not going to enjoy it very much. Or, (laughs) you know, I don't know how he would feel about standing on a stage in front of like 3,000 people. Right. That is something that I have actually seen you do uh. Confidently, now I've seen you on stage in front of like three thousand women, yeah. and you do it with such confidence. And I don't know if you're, you know, quaking in your boots underneath, <laughs> um, but it doesn't look that way. But there's yeah. been a lot in the background to get you to that point because that's an incredible transformation. Mm-hmm. So, can you really share that story of how? You went from that life of anxiety and just fear, because so I think there's a couple different stories within that. You had your own battle with anxiety, but then also a lot of fear mm-hmm. because you're introverted, because you are just right. naturally not bent to be in front of people. How did you get over that? And then you're now walking and talking on stages in front mm-hmm. of thousands of women.
1: Well, obviously, it's only God that I can do it, but I do remember so the very first time I got up to speak after he called me, this was in January of 2006. So I'll never forget. That night I got up to speak to our women and I was literally such a wreck. I had been throwing up all afternoon and um, just asking God, why? Why are you doing this to me? I felt like I was being, you know, tortured. But that night I remember getting up and I just. I just gave my testimony kind of 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 growing up and I know during that time that I spoke it was like an out of body experience like I can't even describe it but that the Holy Spirit totally was speaking through me using my voice and I'd never had that experience before and I remember afterwards I got off the stage and I told Rob I'm like oh my gosh like that was amazing I I don't even know what happened it wasn't even me speaking it was like the Holy Spirit he goes yep, that happens every week with me. And I'm just like, what? Really? So he's like, yeah, because he was like, that's what preaching is. Like you allow the Holy Spirit, you know, to flow through you. So, So that to me was a huge faith booster. And I'm like, okay, I get it now. Like if he's asking me to do this, he's actually going to be with me and he's going to, you know, speak through me. And so that really helped me first, but then I still was a nervous wreck. And I think The more you do it, obviously, the more comfortable you get. But still, to this day, I mean, how many years later, I would say that I still, like, I'm already nervous for Sparkle, (laughs) you know? And it's a month out. And I'm not even like speaking a message, but even just the emceeing and just, I guess, the kind of the weight of the whole conference wanting everyone to be so blessed and i'm wanting them to get something from god like i feel that and it's not in a bad way you know because his yoke is easy and so you know what he gives you to do is not gonna you know burden you down but i do feel just a weight to that and a responsibility to really, I just want these women to grow closer to the Lord. And so I do feel that. So I still get nervous. Yep, I do. And I think I've preached twice now on the weekend at River Valley. and that was like a whole couple weeks that I'm just like practicing and praying and, you know, but that's where he wants us to be. He wants us to be in a spot where we're depending on him. And so I think that's why he calls us to do things that we can't do on our own, because he wants to get the glory for it. And, and he wants us to recognize that it's all him. I just put one foot in front of the other. I literally was just like, I'm doing this afraid. I'm going to open up my mouth and I did a message on this one time about going through my biggest fears. Like what could happen and why am I so afraid to do this? And I just started from the beginning. I'm like, what if I tripped coming up on the stage, you know? And I'm like, well, what if you did? What would happen? Well, I'd be really embarrassed. My face would be red and everyone in the audience would be feeling bad for me. Right. And it's like, they'd probably want to lean in and listen even more because they'd feel bad for me. You know? So it's like, I went through every single one of these fears and it's like, is that worse than not being obedient to God? And I'm like, you know what? No, it's not. I would rather be obedient than be embarrassed or be, you know, if, and I'd say like, what if I lost my place in my notes or what if I, you know, all these things. And I'm like, God, it doesn't matter, you're worth it, so I'm just gonna do it. So I think you know, when God's calling you to do something that you think you can't do or you're so afraid to do, I would just say, just take that first step, just step out, do it afraid. you know that was always what i what I did, and I just found that it was so rewarding because no matter if I thought the message went great or if I thought, oh, that was terrible. Either way, I had that satisfaction of, you know what, I was obedient and I did it. And so to me, that's kind of the prize of even if I felt like it didn't go as well as I wanted or, and you know, the enemy beats you up with that all the time. He'll always, you know, every time after I speak, he'll be like, oh, you shouldn't have said that or you forgot that. And I just have to be like, no, stop. You know what? God asked me to do this and I did it. I'm not going to listen to those lies. That's just kind of <laughs> how I've done it. One step at a time, afraid, but just doing it and doing it with the Lord and just getting that satisfaction.
0: Yeah, pure satisfaction from obedience. And thank you for sharing this because it's resonating just super well with me because I still get nervous doing podcast interviews, you know, um, sometimes like You know, the Lord just is really, really with me and he just calms me. And for the most part, actually, when I started podcasting, my first one, I was so nervous. I was actually laughing about this with my first guest the other (laughs) day. We were just cracking up up about how nervous I was. And I was I think it was after like episode number five, I was like, Lord, I can't do this anymore if you Mm -hmm. don't help me. Right. And like I was just like, I can't. Like I just this isn't fun for me. I like I'm not having fun. I'm nervous the whole time. And he has been Pulling through, but there are times when I get a little nervous, but then when oh, I get yeah. into it, he's with me. so this is making me feel better also because I am not one to love public speaking, although I love people and I love getting behind the mic in the podcast, like public speaking terrifies me, and I think <laughs> it does I think the statistic is like eighty percent of people, if not a little yep. bit higher, would prefer death over public yep. speaking, like they fear public speaking over death, yeah, and so I'm like, okay. It's not just me. I know no. it's just not me. And it's, I don't know, whatever it is, like, we're so fearful of that. Yes. So it's really kind of, um, it just makes me feel better that I have seen you on stage in front of thousands of women just mm-hmm. rocking it, looking confident and knowing that, like, you still were, you know, not feeling it the two weeks yep. before and you were nervous, yep. but you mm-hmm. did it anyway. Mm-hmm. And then even afterwards, I think I struggle with that a lot on the podcast is, I'll do the podcast and then same, all of a sudden Satan will become common in my head and saying, Erica, come on, you need to get better at XYZ or Mm -hmm. didn't you learn from the last podcast not to do that? And, you know, just all those things and he can feel just really defeating. And then I'll listen to the podcast back and I'll be like, What? Like, that was actually good. It wasn't that bad, you know? But it's just like he gets in your head. So I appreciate you sharing that because, in my eyes, you're somebody who's like made it doing things in ministry that one day I hope to be able to Mm -hmm. do. And just to know that it's kind of comforting that if I still have these feelings, that it's Mm -hmm. okay because. Pastor Becca is still having those feelings and, you know, so thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Mm
1: -hmm. That's very helpful. So are there any Bible verses that
0: have really stood
1: out for you? I'm sure a ton, actually. (laughs) So many. Yeah, definitely my theme verses are from Philippians 4, 6, 6 through 8, really. And where it talks about God, his peace will guard your mind. And so to me, you know, it's a promise. It says, don't be anxious for anything, which, you know, we kind of feel is impossible, right? In our own human flesh, like how can we not worry about things and be anxious? Well, God tells us not to. And he tells us that um, he will guard our hearts and minds with his peace. And so that was really my theme verse that I just stood on. And I would just cry out to the Lord and say, God, in your word, you promise your peace. And I just found out that in my journey, I really had to go after peace because he promises it, but it's our job to really grab a hold of it and receive it. Just like, you know, salvation is a gift that we have to receive. I feel like peace also is a gift that we have to receive and we have to take it. And so I think a lot of times we just kind of sit and wait for God to like change our circumstances or we just wait for him to fix everything where a lot of times he's just asking us again just to take that step of faith. Like I'm going to trust that his peace will guard my heart and mind. And I stood on that verse and I still stand on that verse that his peace is a promise I've found in studying about it that peace is active. We kind of think of it as passive because we, we feel like peace is just like, oh, I just want to be absent of any kind of stress or I explain anxiety as chaos in your mind, you know, and I just want to be free of that. But peace is actually active and you have to go after it and you have to seek after it. And so there's just so many verses about peace I want to find a couple of them. Isaiah in the Amplified in 32 verse 17 says, And the effect of righteousness will be peace, internal and external. And the result of righteousness will be quietness and confident trust forever. That's the Amplified version. And I just love that because it's saying that our righteousness will lead to peace. And in Romans 5 1, It says, therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. So I just had to go through and kind of do a study on peace. And it really helped me to see that, you know, his peace is there for us, but we have to go after it. And so I love that there's different words for peace, different words in the Hebrew and the Greek. In the Hebrew, peace is shalom, and it means completeness, welfare, health, prosperity, rest, and safety. It means all is and will be well. And then in the Greek, peace is elrin, which talks about prosperity, again, quietness, rest, and to set at one again. So if you really take the time to to just get in and, and learn what peace is, there's so much involved in it, but it's a promise from God. And so I just love just read Philippians four, six through eight and do what it says. It you know, it says to fix your mind on things that are lovely and good and pure. And so I just found that when I was having, you know, those anxious moments or depressing moments, it's like Fix your minds on things that God wants you to fix on and fix your mind on his word. And, you know, you have to go after that peace. And a lot of times that means you have to talk about it with others. You may need to see a counselor. You may need to see your doctor. Like there's a lot of things that you can do besides isolating. That's the worst thing you can do is isolate yourself if you're going through those seasons. So yeah, I would just encourage you do all those things, but actively go after your peace he just healed me and i'm just so thankful and every day i i wake up and i'm like oh lord thank you for a clear mind thank you that i can set my mind on on you today and your word and continue to do what you've called me to do even though it's scary and you know a lot of times i don't like i don't like to do it <laughs> but i'm so thankful that he's with me every time
0: i appreciate your reminder about that peace is active because sometimes God can give us that supernatural peace. Yeah. Um. You know, my, my last child's birth situation, like God was there and gave me supernatural peace in a situation that like, mm-hmm. I should not have had peace in. Um. But then there's a lot of times in life, like you're saying, when you're going through a tough situation or that you're going to do something afraid and have mm-hmm. peace about it, that you have to actively go after it. And I forget that a lot of times, you know, I just, I read the word and then I go on with my day and I forget that I need to continue to keep plugging in. And I ask the Lord, I'm like, okay, Lord, like I read about peace this morning. Why do I not have peace in my day? Like, why are you not bringing me peace? Mm -hmm. To continually be active and and search it out and go for it. Because I do that for business stuff. If I don't know something, if I'm not feeling something, like I will continue to research. I will go to Google a million times and try to figure something out. But I don't know why in my brain, and I just like stop when it comes to the Lord and when it comes to finding peace or whatever yep. it may be. So thank you for that reminder because it is always available to us. I mean, yeah. you, uh, the word of God is everywhere nowadays. Yep. They even have like tattoos, like temporary <laughs> tattoos that you can stick on yourself to remind yourself of certain scriptures if you need them right now. So yeah. it's just, it's
1: available um, any way that you need it. There's so many things. I know I love, you know, having the Bible on my phone and um, I love Bible Gateway. Like that's just my favorite place. You can go and, you know, look up anything and all the different versions that we have. And so, yeah, we just have so much access to the word. And so we just need to be using it and be in it every day. And that's really where your victory is going to come from is being in his word. And so I just encourage that so much.
0: Yeah. Are there any devotionals or any books that you read that helped you on your journey that you could remember? I know it's been
1: quite a journey, but any that kind of stick out to you? You know, Joyce Meyer has a great one, Battlefield of the Mind. Okay. Uh, Craig Rochelle has another one. There's so many. Go- I am terrible. I am not a great reader. That's okay. But I did read some really great books on. But anything, you know, on the mind or anxiety, there, there's a lot of things out there. But just remember, it always comes back to the word, you know, yeah. and that's the greatest thing you can read. And I remember when I was in one of my darkest days, I couldn't even open the Bible to read it. And so mm-hmm. I had a friend of mine came over and read it to me. Mm-hmm. and that was just really special because when you when you get to those places where you're so low and you're so like empty i couldn't even read like i couldn't get myself to read anything and so it's there where you you know you can put it have it read to you it'll read from your phone yeah and always having you know worship music on and just to fill that in your mind and your soul because um I have worship music playing all the time in my car at home. Like, it's just, I don't know what I would do. I mean, that's we're creating to worship God. And so I just think that's so helpful too is worship and the word. And I wish I had more books to recommend, but those are some good ones.
0: No, no, that's okay. And yeah, I forget about the worship music thing too. I get in my car and it's always on one of the worship radios and I'm like, man, I feel really good right now. Yeah, and I'm like, oh Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I'm listening to worship music. It's just mm-hmm. like, come on, Erica. Remember these things yeah. throughout your day. But, you know, God will bring it there. One book I would recommend for you, Becca, and then other women, I, if you're a part of the Faith and Gather, Faith Inspired Podcast newsletter, you know about this. But Susie Larson, I've mentioned this on podcast too, but Susie Larson just released her book, Strong in Battle. Mm. And we've had Susie at the church yes. come and speak, and she's phenomenal. But this book is Amazing! It's on fire. It is God breathed. It is. Love it. I mean, comes straight from her heart and soul, and you can tell there's so much obedience mm-hmm. in that book, and a lot of experience and pain that has been yes. lived to create that book. And so, I would recommend that if you're ever looking for one, because that's yeah, it's so good.
1: Yeah, I have a I have a stack of them right now that I'm like, yeah. I am going to read <laughs> tell these, <we> <laughs> and that's that's in my stack. So I gotta. I gotta do it. I just need to discipline myself. My issue is I start reading and I fall asleep. Oh no, yes. When I read and when I drive, I get super sleepy. And so I don't know, I gotta figure something out. (laughs) The the reading one? Totally get. The driving one? Let's be careful. <laughs> I know. I. Oh, my mom is three hours away from me, and she's in a nursing home. And so I try to get up there every other week. And I just came back, and oh, I literally found myself nodding off a couple times. So I had to just stop. Oh no! Because yeah, it's it's so dangerous. I know. And so, oh, I don't know why I just get so sleepy. And I, you know, I try eating, and I try the loud music, and opening the window, The cold and air. Yeah, yeah. I was air, gonna say, yeah. <laughs>
0: Totally, totally. Well we'll we'll be praying for you for that one. Okay. Safe driving. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Safe driving. So do you have any other parting words that you would love to share really with the woman who is facing her battle right now of whatever it is or her thing that God is calling her to that she's afraid to step into and be obedient. Um, you know, for you, it was doing those groups and the public speaking and Mm -hmm. just being active in ways that just so are against what the world would call like your natural nature of who God created you to be, but really he did create you to be this woman. It just doesn't seem that way. So what can you kind of leave for them to really encourage them to just do it and do it
1: afraid? Yep. Um, You know, you can't listen to the lies, I guess. I would just say, you know, if you're having doubts, if you're hearing why you can't do what God's calling you to do, just realize that those are lies and they're coming from the enemy. And I would say just take a one step, just take one little step towards what he's calling you to do and just watch how he's going to, you know, open doors. He's going to help you do it. And yes, you have some setbacks. It's not going to be perfect. He's not just going to like, part the Red Sea, and hand you everything you need, but it's all part of the process, and it's part of your growth journey, and I would just say, take that first step, that's what you have to do, and um, again, if he's calling you to do it, he's going to be with you, and he's going to equip you to do what he's calling you to do, and again, your obedience is going to be so rewarding, because to me, that is just what I rely on every time, I'm like, God, I did it, I did it, I did it for you. And, you know, no matter how it turns out, you can rely on him coming through, even if you feel like it wasn't your best or anything. So I would just say, just take that first step and watch what God will do.
0: Yeah. Thank you. That's so good. So good. And like you said, if it doesn't turn out the way you expect it, that's okay. You were obedient to the Lord, but he can do some amazing, amazing things. And I see that. And I've mentioned that just Through your one obedient step, you know, back, I think you said it was like 2005, Mm -hmm. you decided to start doing like this women's ministry. Mm -hmm. And now throughout, that's almost 20 years of doing that. That's crazy. crazy. Now you are impacting that. That program is allowing women to be impacted through God's word, through Mm -hmm. so many things that he's doing. And I get to see that. You know, I'm part of those women. Like, you didn't know when you made that decision back in 2005 that we would have this conversation on the podcast and that your messages or sparkle would literally, like, propel me and make decisions that would, like just help the kingdom of God and like help Mm. me and my family or whatever it is, you know? So your one little act of obedience and your continued act of obedience has impacted my life and thousands of other women's lives. So to the woman who is sitting there thinking like, I can't do this. And that's not to put heaviness on them either, because even if your impact is just with your neighbor or just with your family or whatever it is, like that's big. Mm -hmm. But don't belittle that feeling that is inside of you, because if Pastor Bucket did, I mean, we Absolutely. wouldn't be if, sitting if here today. I can do you would be Lydia. Yeah, if, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you can do it, if I can do this podcast, if I can build a business, like this is not just us doing it. Like God has helped us this whole way.
1: So, yeah, I love too, what you just said because to me, a lot of times I might not see the fruit of it, or I might not know the things that are happening because of me stepping out in obedience. And so like, it just thrills me to hear that because whether you, you think you're not making an impact or not, it's amazing how the Holy Spirit will speak through you to people. Like I've had people come up to me after a message and say, Oh my gosh, when you said this, that was amazing. I'm like, that was like, I didn't say that. That wasn't in my notes or whatever. And it's like, that's because the Holy Spirit spoke that to them. And so, you know, if you take that step and you think, oh, I'm not making a difference. This isn't working. You have to just trust that God is working behind the scenes because so many times I'll hear from, you know, like women like you, and it just thrills me so much. Cause I'm like, oh, I, I had no idea that, you know, what I did was making such a difference. And so just that, encouragement as well is just even if you don't see it specifically or even if people don't come back to you and say, you know, that was amazing, that really impacted me, just know that God is working and he's working behind the scenes and sometimes we might not know till we get to heaven, you know, yeah. all the the people that you've impacted. So it's just do it afraid and do it and and God will bless it even if you don't see the fruit sometimes.
0: Yeah, that's so good. So good. And that's actually how you you saying that kind of wraps up what I was going to say with John Bevere was the guest this week at River Valley. And it was right before he started sermon. It wasn't even a part of a sermon. And I've been struggling in some areas just in the stage of my life right now. Yeah. um, mom of young kids and juggling mm-hmm. the business and all of that. And there's just been a lot of self-doubt that's coming into my mind. And John Bevere said the same thing that you did. Like, this is for you. You're not going to see the fruit. And one day, literally people are going to be coming up to you in heaven and saying, thank you so much. Like it changed my life. I wouldn't have made that decision to follow the Lord. I wouldn't have made that decision to do this. And so there's going to be things that you just do not see. You will never see, right. You never will see it, but just know and trust God that like, there are good things that are coming out of it. And so, yeah, it's so funny about the Holy Spirit thing because he probably wasn't even like trying to make that a part of like his servant, you know? That <laughs> yeah. was just something and the light bulb went off for me and I was like, okay, the Lord just spoke to me, yes. you know? you know. So yeah, he's going he's gonna to use the Holy Spirit. He's going to yep. just use you. I mean, you don't know what's going on. So just make right. yourself an available vessel and yes. take the next step. 100%. Yeah, so where can women connect with you if they want to just get to know you a
1: little bit more. Oh yeah. Um, so I'm on Instagram just at Becca Ketterling and I'm on Facebook and I guess those are the two main places. And we have a sisterhood page as well Yeah. on Facebook. And so we just love our sisterhood groups, our weekly women's groups. We meet at all of our campuses. Um, most campuses have two, whether it's a morning and evening group and Oh, I just love that our women can connect and grow in their faith and also just have a safe place where they can, you know, pray together and do life. And we have so much fun. And every fall I start off Sisterhood and I say, this is a life-giving place. And, you know, the world is is not very nice. Sometimes women can be (laughs) kind of catty and, you know, talk behind your back. And it's like, we don't do any of that at Sisterhood. And so I just love that we have that group that, you know, we can just do life with. And so if if anyone out there is looking for uh, a women's group to be a part of, we'd love to have you at Sisterhood. And so yeah, so the Sisterhood Facebook page, otherwise on social media. Awesome. And I will put that in the show notes for sure
0: so people can sure. connect with you and info on Sisterhood and then also just River Valley itself. Yeah, rivervalley.org. Because, yep. Yeah, for the individuals who listen who may not be local, they do stream yep. um, the service live on the weekends. And so we have that whole group, and I'm forgetting the name of what we call it, but the, the remote church. Oh, <laughs> online? Yeah. Yeah, the online church. Online I don't know. If church. We had to- technical term for it but yeah and so before we really really close it out i um one of the things with faith and gather and the faith insider podcast is really on focus you mentioned peace but like focus on joy like finding joy in jesus and finding joy just in our lives so i would love to know what you found what brought you joy today
1: oh the fact that um you said that that ministry and sisterhood and sparkle has made an impact on your life, that brings me the biggest joy. And I think in church, when we do water baptisms, that is probably my biggest joy is just to see other people's lives being changed and to see that they're making a the declaration of faith. So to me, my joy comes from, other people and their salvation and their, um, just knowing that I've had an impact on them. Um, it's all because of God, but that totally brings me joy. Mm
0: -hmm. It's beautiful. I love that. Love that. Love that. Well, yes, you bring me joy. Your dedication and obedience to God brings me joy. So thank you so much for all that you do. And just thank you for being a guest on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you. That was really encouraging and I hope it was for you. I hope you know you are not alone and that it is okay to have feelings of fear, but to be afraid and do it anyway. God has so much in store for you, so many lives to change through your obedience to Him. Follow His promptings and do what you are supposed to do. You will face fear, doubt, anxiety, and more. But He will equip you. Keep seeking His peace keep seeking His word, and keep putting one shaking foot in front of the other. Because the road ahead is beautiful. You just have to be the one to say yes and to take the first step. Love and prayers, Erica. Congrats on saying yes to a life filled with joy and Jesus. If you want more, head to faithinspiredpodcast.com for show notes and links to all the resources mentioned in today's episode. Be sure to subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast platform to stay faith-inspired. And remember, faith is not just a belief, it's a lifestyle.